Alrighty, Pittsburgh Steelers fans, it's time for the second half of the show. Jeffrey Benedict's trying to ruin my break. I, I work so hard to uh, get uh, a nice little, uh, like, just, just silence for a couple seconds. No, Jeffrey jumped in. Whatever. We're back the second half of the show. It's Michael Beck, Jeffrey Benedict, and uh, Hawk and Jacques from Tennessee Titans Weekly. Yes, Once sir. again, some of our favorites, I guess, of all time. If you haven't checked out their channel, uh, big on YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, you will find them, Tennessee Titans Weekly. Uh, so make sure to check out their Great content. Now, uh, getting back into this game uh, before Jeffrey Benedict cuts me off once again. Um, <laughs> but Hawk, uh, I'll, I'll go to you on this one. And we kind of ended the last, uh, the first half of the show talking about the Steelers' corners and their struggles. Once again, Joe Hayden didn't practice with his foot injury. Uh, I, I would assume he's probably not going to play just based on how everything's kind of worked out in recent weeks. Like, to be a complete non-participant, he would have to pretty much be full tomorrow uh, in practice if I was going to think that he's going to play at all. Um, but with him out, it's probably going to be a Kilo Weatherspoon, Cam Sutton, and a little bit of James Pierre sprinkled in there. Uh, maybe some Arthur Mollette in the nickel spot. It'll be interesting to see how that rotation works out. But A.J. Brown, uh, Julio Jones, rest of the receivers, do you expect them to feast on this uh, kind of uh, this subdued Steeler secondary? No, mm. no, you know, AJ Brown is not playing. He's, he's, out. he's still out. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. So he won't, he'll might be next week or the week after if he was on the field, the answer would be yes. Okay. Julio is still trying to adapt, you know, from his injury, he's been out most of the season, right? We just got him back last week and he's still nursing a hamstring. He still has a Ben Gay wrap on his leg right now. Literally. He literally has that on his leg. And so, and he's, you know, it's long, long in the tooth. He's got some age on him. So, you know, what to expect from him, him being our number one receiver, I wouldn't say a whole lot. Uh, we have Nick Westbrook-Akina. That's our second receiver. Uh, we got other players like Cody Hollister. We have Racy McMath. Uh, probably a bunch of guys. I'm, I'm sure everybody in the comments is like, who? Mm-hmm. <laughs> who? Who? So, no, no. And I think it's, I think it's evenly matched. I mean, Joe Hayden would make a big difference if he plays. No question about that. But no, I don't think that'll be a concern. You know, for us, offensively, we just don't need to turn the ball over. If we put it in our defensive ha- defensive side's hands, we'll do well. Uh, great question by Donovan Romain about Golden Tate. We're not really sure if he'll, if he'll dress up or not. We're not sure. And, again, we haven't seen him all year. So I can't say, oh, yeah, he's going to come back top shape. He's ready to go. But, um, no, no, no. We Our, our passing offense right now is, is, is below average. I mean, we have a lot of – free agents out there. Most of these guys were never even drafted. We're just trying to win enough games right now to get everybody healthy. And then we go from there, man. Yeah. That's uh getting healthy is, a, is big, especially this time of the year. Now, Jacques, do you kind of anticipate uh, Ryan Tannehill to uh, have to rely on his arm to win this game? Or is it just simple as turning around and handing the ball off and uh, just escaping Pittsburgh with the W? Well, is it to me it really lies on your offensive line okay if the offensive line can block and, and we've said this on our show and, and hawk has coined this term hashtag just block okay yep. if the offensive line is able to just hold fort we can kind of get back to our identity where Tannehill can't run them hand the ball off run 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 pass now something that i did like what i seen sunday was a good mixture of run and pass on that first series when we played the jags it, matter of fact to me i felt like it was the best series we've had since the uh, disappearance of Derrick Henry, the injury, and then having A.J. Brown gone. It was a very good mixture. So I expect that to happen this Sunday. 
And it kind of just trickled off when uh, the Jags kind of made adjustments and so forth and so forth. But I feel like, yes, I feel like, yes, he's going to stick to his bread and brother and run because Tannehill has suffered with turnovers. He's, he suffered this year with turning the ball over. And, and, and it's so uncharacteristic of him from what he did last year to this year. And I, and I, like I said, I equate that with having a new offensive coordinator. They're trying to get to know each other, get to get acquainted to a new playbook. You got Julio who you don't have chemistry with. So you're trying to get that, that under control. So I feel like the safe thing to do is yes, hand the ball off. If the run is working, Yes, and a good another thing too is Sunday we were in second and short, second and six, second and three, second and four. So it kind of helped to the point where you can kind of pick what you want to do versus I'm being in second and fifteen and I have no choice but to to, to throw the ball. So yes, I feel like it'll it'll be the same kind of carbon copy of what we did Sunday, add it with a little extra sauce. But yes, I feel like Tannehill's just going here you go, here you go, here you go, and then occasionally pass here you go, here you go. So yep. Agree, Jot. Agree, bro. So, Jeffrey, do you think uh, the Steelers will be able to force some turnovers on Ryan Tannehill when he uh, drops back in the pocket? Uh, like that, it's kind of been the when the Steelers win, they're forcing turnovers. Of course, they still end up losing against Minnesota. That was a little uh, too little too late, uh, unfortunately, in that game. But uh, it seems like when they're forcing turnovers, they're winning. When they don't, uh, they're losing. Uh, do you think they can actually force uh, an interception or fumble off this guy? I think so. If you can, if you can stop the run, I mean that's the critical part. Uh, the other, the second part is is T.J. Watt playing and is he healthy enough to make an impact? Uh, and that's really, that's really what it boils down to. If they're if they're having to force things into the secondary and we are not overloading the box, then yeah, we can get them. If if we're if they're able to sit there, you know, against an eight man front, do play action, get their receivers back there we're going to get carved up. That's that's what happens almost every time when the run game is working, everything else flows from it. And when the run game is, when the run defense for the Steelers is failing and everyone's committing to that run, all of a sudden play action just gets so, so hard for us to defend. Uh, so, so that's really the key. To, that's really the key there. If they're, if they're putting some pressure on Tannehill and they're making him actually have to throw for meaningful, uh, for meaningful yardage, then yeah. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna force a few. We're gonna cause him some trouble. It would be nice. Uh, definitely would feel like there'd be a, a glimmer of hope if they're able to uh, force a couple turnovers. But to flip things over here to the Titans defense, Hawk. I know they kind of went through a, a bit of a, a facelift this year with some uh, different bodies in, different bodies out. Can you kind of uh, break down some of the changes uh, for the people that really have only seen the Titans last time against uh, the Steelers uh, a year ago? I got to give it up to my boy Jacques, man. And Jacques has been saying all season, Hawk, I'm telling you, it's our defense, dude. We here. I'm telling you, I'm telling you. And not that I never believed, but man, we're, man, hey, our level of defense is unbelievable. And every time me and Jacques talk, man, we talk about that defense, don't we, bro? Like, absolutely. So, you know, when you look at our defense, we're a top five defense when it comes to stopping the run. Okay. You're not going to, it's very rare to run up. Najee Harris is a heck of a running back, and we'll probably have some positive yards. Don't get me wrong. But I'm telling you, he's got a wall he's going to have to run through. And, you know, you add Bud Dupree. We just added, you know, a, a linebacker just now. You know, we just uh, added um, Zach Cunningham. Zach, Zach, Zach Cunningham. Cunningham. Why yep. his name? Zach Cunningham from the Texans, who two years ago led the league in tackles. Right? He's a tackling yeah. machine. Okay, from Vanderbilt uh, here in Nashville, he's here. Uh, you know, you 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 know, you resign Amani Hooker, to, got him to a better contract. Kevin Byard as well got him locked up. You got Christian Fulton in his second year. He's an unbelievable corner. Right? You have a lot of guys that are playing at a high level right now, okay? And 
you know, last year we had a lot of, you know, a lot of players that were playing out of position. You know, we had Jadavion Clowney out there, you know, shouldn't have been here. Uh, you know, we brought, we brought in Bud Dupree. Jeffrey Simmons is at a higher level. A lot of these guys are now understanding how to play football at a high level. Our defense is for real. And Danico Autry was our biggest addition from the Indianapolis Colts. Danico Autry has changed the whole dynamics of our defense. He plays with so much energy. And then when we signed him, me and Jacques kept saying, bro, that's our best pickup. Not Bud Dupree, as people might think. It's him, Danico Autry. Now, Pittsburgh will give some challenges here because, you know, when you look at our defensive backs, oh, we're, we, hey, we're good with Fulton. Throw it on Fulton if you want. 26 is his number. Throw it if you want. I'm telling you, you might get a pick. Fulton County Jail. <laughs> exactly. And our safeties are really good, too. But on our other corners, there's been some interchangeable parts. I got to give Roethlisberger a lot of credit, even against the Minnesota game. To me, it seems that Michael o o O'Malley said this, and I felt this, and I told Jacques this earlier. It seems as if if Pittsburgh allows him to sort of run a, a more of a fast-paced offense, a no-huddle no offense, just not make it too systematic, let's get out there, let's throw the ball, let's be quick, Pittsburgh moves the ball pretty well. I would say that would provide a challenge for us on the outside, on the other side of the corner. But outside of that, Pittsburgh, I'm telling you, our defense is hungry and they're ready, okay? David Long is not playing, right? But we have our other linebackers. We got Rashawn Evans, who played an unbelievable game last week, first-round pick, and Jayon Brown making plays out there. Now we have Zach Cunningham. I mean, that's three balling linebackers. Mm -hmm. Jeffrey Simmons, 98, is a monster. Kevin Byers, arguably the best safety in the league. So be ready. Now, Jacques, I'm going to get you to uh, self-scout your own team here. Uh, can the Steelers' offense find uh, some places to attack with the football, uh, be it running or throwing uh, the, the football around this field? Yes, and, and as Hawk iterated earlier, our other corner spot, yes, we got Christian Fulton, but I feel like the Saints did a good job. I feel like the Texans did a good job. They attacked the right side, okay? If I'm telling anybody, if Deontay Johnson is over there, go to the right side because you got uh, uh, Jack Rabbit Jenkins is not playing. And right now, I feel like Jack Rabbit Jenkins is our weakest link in our secondary. And you would think he'll be the, the strongest link because he is the supposed to be our number one corner. But, no, you got Buster Screen, okay? Everybody knows who Buster Screen is. Now, he did have a pick last week on Sunday against uh, Trevor Lawrence. But if you can attack that right side, you can give us fits. If you can allow – the where Bayard has to come down in the box, where that's where Najee Harris comes into play. Establish the run. If you can establish the run and get Bayard playing out of position, then you can attack the Titans downfield. And I think that's where it hurt us on our, our two-game losing streak was they were attacking us in positions where, okay, that's uncharacteristic of Bayard. And I think that's what happened to us last year with our defense. When we didn't have a definitive defensive coordinator, Bayard was playing out of position. So Titans were able to give up splash plays. Like Hawk said, if Ben, if if you allow Ben to be Big Ben, Big Ben is a, a a wild card player. Let him play backyard Ben football, and he'll make magic for the Steelers. But if you put a structure on him and you slow it down, I feel like it's going to be hard. But I feel like attacking that right side, I think you have a chance. It's going to be hard to run on the Titans, especially with the addition of Zach Cunningham. And I know Vrabel is all about special teams, so I wouldn't expect to see Zach Cunningham a lot in this game unless somebody really really gets hurt. But he's will space, he will play special teams. But if you could try to run on the Titans, try. But I will say if you're going to attack something, attack that right side because that right side is going to be open. And Deontay, get down there. Chase, get down there. Do what you got to do. So there is ways that you can attack this defense. It's just so many moving pieces and the linebackers move. And it's just a lot of moving pieces on this defense. And Danico Autry is the tone center. If your offensive line can kind of hold him at bay <laughs> – 
You'll be fine for a little while, but he's the one who sets the tone. He set the tone with the L.A. game. He set the tone Sunday with the Jags game. He's just one of those guys that has energy. And when they, and the team and the, and the defensive line feeds off of him. So if you allow him to get that first sack on Ben, good luck. Good luck. <laughs> That's how hey, he's telling facts. We, good luck. We get sacks. We go crazy then, man. We should yeah. start playing wild. So, yeah. Yeah, man. Dan Moore better be ready on that left side, man. <laughs> Hey, no, good to keep in mind uh, if uh, stacks start coming. Maybe uh, start uh, thinking about changing the channel if you're a Steelers fan. But, uh, <laughs> Jeffrey, uh, is there something that scares you the most about this Titans defensive front? And uh, what are your thoughts on uh, Hawks' comments of uh, Ken Byer being uh, the best safety, arguably the best safety in football? <laughs> oh, man, you're starting stuff right there. Uh, how about how about the best uh, best safety outside of the FC North? How about, how about that? <laughs> People not named Minka Fitzpatrick, but um, but speaking about things that scare me about the Titans defense, I'm gonna I'm gonna go number one. All the other talent they have, all the other things they have, it's gonna be Bud Dupree because if Bud Dupree is is wrecking shop and and man, I really if he is if he is going this game, I expect it to be something special. Uh, him and TJ were good friends. And having those two go against each other, his chance to go back and and do something, I expect to see it happen. And if Bud Dupree is is causing havoc, everything else is going to fit. They've got they've got other players that are playmakers more than Bud Dupree is. If he's creating a mess for you, and creating opportunities for other players, it's going to be ugly. It's going to be ugly for the Steelers. Uh, I was kind of hoping he'd he'd sit this week, maybe give us a little break for old times' sake. But uh, yeah, and. And my dream for this game is that we get kind of a Bud Dupree versus TJ Watt kind of head-to-head matchup and TJ Watt just goes off because that's I think that's how we would have a chance to survive that kind of a game is if TJ Watt's just like, no, anything you can do, I, I can do better. Uh would be a great would be a great show. But that's that's what scares me is if Bud Dupree is having one of those Bud Dupree games where where you don't hear his name called much, but then you look at the film and you see he's splitting double teams and he's just throwing blockers around and he you know he's causing havoc. That's that's going to be the story right there. Now, Hawk, uh, of course, Steelers uh, rely uh, pretty heavily on their rookie running back Najee Harris. Uh, do, do you have any fear that uh, behind the Steelers kind of a stopgap offensive line might be a good way to put it? Uh, that uh, Najee Harris could uh, put up some numbers against your front, or will he be limited based on uh, the the talent that the Titans now have along their front seven? To be honest, I'm not concerned, man. Not if, not with him running the football. Maybe catching screens and those things. Uh, you know, when I watch you know, the games that Pittsburgh has played. And, man, I'm going to tell you real quick, too. I was in Pittsburgh not too long ago, man. I got to give it up to the Steeler fans, man. We talk about a, a city that loves their team. And I tell Jacques, and he, I go to road games. I go to one road game a year, man, and and I had to go to Pittsburgh for a conference. Golly, the Steeler fans love their team and, and big time. So I want to throw that out there, by the way. But I will say I'm not afraid of Najee Harris running the ball. No. Uh, James Robinson had four yards rushing last week four okay now i'm not saying james robinson and Najee harris it, I, I don't know if there's a big difference between the two i don't know i it, some people might say james robinson could be as good if not better who knows right it's not that much of a difference right so you know we have done an incredible job with stopping the run now screen game for Najee harris where that's the specialty of his that could be something now that that could cause some problems i will tell you that okay so that's i think that's where the, that 
could happen for us. Now, you guys don't have James Conner. You know, that I think, you know, if we had a combination back or whatever, but you all put a lot of pressure on, on Najee Harris. I'm not scared of Benny Snell. You know, so I think that, no, no, the answer is no. No, we're not afraid of him running the ball. No. See, I'm taking Najee Harris over James Robinson every day of the week. And it also helps that he has a head coach that doesn't hate him, uh, like Urban Meyer. Right. <laughs> <laughs> James right. Robinson. Uh, oh, what a disaster that is. Yeah. Could you imagine being a Jags fan, first of all? Oh, oh. Yeah, you, you change your favorite team mighty quick if, uh, if that's your organization. Anyway, uh, getting uh, back back to this game specifically, uh, Jock, the Steelers have another pretty good rookie option on offense in uh, tight end Pat Fryermuth. Uh, I believe he's tied for second or he's either tied for first in uh, receiving touchdowns uh, amongst tight ends with seven. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's been pretty darn good for the Steelers thus far. Yeah. How have the Titans done uh, kind of guarding tight ends and uh, could could he be an issue uh, for this defense? So surprisingly well, and this was a big Achilles heel for the Titans for years where we had issues with the tight ends. I mean, Literally, if Pat was out there maybe two or three years ago, then he would feast. He would feast. But I feel like we've done really good job with keeping the tight ends at bay. And I credit this to Meyer, the best safety in the league. Tell him, John. Tell him, John. <laughs> He's done a real good job at containing the the tight ends when when they're needed. I mean, he made a perfect play Sunday, and I'm a season ticket holder, so I was at the game when uh, um, um, Trevor Lawrence dropped back through to the tight end. You think it's going to be a catch, but he timed it perfectly. Tackle, boom, ball out. So I feel like how smart Bayard is, he's already studying Pat. He's like, okay, Pat's tendencies do this. He tends to do this. He tends to do this. And one thing I like about the Steelers is they utilize every weapon that they have, something that the Titans don't do a lot. But, I mean, that's a whole other story. But with the tight end situation, I feel like the Titans have done a very good job on the tight ends. And I, and, and I, and I feel like Steelers Nation is going to see a different Titans defense than what we did last year. Last year, I could say, yeah, Pat is probably going to feast. He's probably going to eat. But it's just the scheme that they're playing that it just it's just different. I mean, even when we play Kansas City and Travis Kelsey, Dane Crookshank, and that's a name not too many people know. Only people that probably know that name is his college, where he came from, Arizona, and the Tennessee Titans. He did a very good job with Travis Kelsey, and I was actually yeah. kind of shocked. And right. I said, scheme-wise – I said it's something about this scheme that the Titans are doing a very good job at covering up the tight end. So, no, I, I don't have a concern with Pat. Now, I feel like Pat will make his plays, yes, but what I feel like he will go off, no, because it's just the scheme of the defense. So, Yeah, yeah. no, totally Not fair. Pat, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, goodness gracious. Now, Jeffrey Benedict, uh, lo- looking at these two rookies, uh, do-, do you anticipate uh, either one uh, stepping forward for the Steelers? I- I'm curious from your uh, from your side of things, uh, neither of our uh, friends from Titans Weekly are-, are too high on either of our rookies <laughs> going off this game. Uh, I want to I know if you have a- an altering opinion. Oh, Mike. Mike. Yeah. Well, we can't bring in James Robinson to improve our run game, so, you know, maybe <laughs> – Najee will just have to find a way to keep being the best running back uh, around. Um, but I, it's it's frustrating to me. We saw Pat Fryermuth have a touchdown, and we saw the last second one where he he was in great position, great defensive play to knock the ball out. Those two targets, he had one more in that game. He had all of three targets against Minnesota, which is is just dumb. It's just flat out dumb. Whoever's responsible for that. It's it's horrible. 
And I think it speaks to one of the problems the Steelers have is this team is designed offensively, should be designed around Pat Fryermuth and Najee Harris. Running the ball, play action to, to Pat Fryermuth. Really, really working the linebackers, just putting them in horrible situations where they're wherever, whatever they do, it's going to be wrong. That's the kind of offense this team is built for. But yet we are almost our best when we let Ben Roethlisberger go to his offense, which as Steeler fans, we know, even when he had Heath Miller, underutilized the tight end and isn't good for running backs unless you're Le'Veon Bell uh, and you're catching out of the backfield. It's just, it's not that game. That's not Ben Roethlisberger's game. So it's going to, to me, it, it's a tough ask because really looking at the Titans, I'm like, that's kind of where we need to go is we need to work those linebackers. I know their linebackers are good, good, but with that pass rush, you've got to slow the pass rush down. You've got to, you've got to kind of attack the middle bring the safeties up, bring Byron into the box so you can go deep. So you can, you can take some throws and, and kind of let Ben get his game going. That's, that's a serious commitment we got to make in there. And so to me, it's not so much, can they have a good game? It's Pat Fryermuth has to be more involved in this offense than he was in Minnesota. If he, if he ends this game with five or fewer targets that I'm going to say it's, it's probably, it's a very, very bad game for the Steelers. Uh, you've got to get Pat Fryermuth involved. That opens up the run game. That it it just creates so much trouble for the rest of the team because he is it, him and Najee Harris are our two best players on offense. No, absolutely. Now Hawk and Jacques, I'm going to ask you both a similar question here. I'll, I'll start with Hawk first. Uh, just talking about uh, offensively and defensively, uh, the most underrated player on the Titans that Steelers fans should know about. Hawk, I'll ask you about the offensive side. Jock, I'll ask you about the defensive side. Now, who's the one guy, Hawk, on offense that uh, Steelers fans should know about that we don't already know their name uh, and kind of keep an eye out for when uh, we kick off on Sunday? Deontay Foreman. Uh, I don't think anyone knows about him except for Titan fans and maybe University of Texas fans. Uh, I'm going to say Deontay Foreman, who is our backup running back, who has to play because Derrick Henry's out. Let's not forget that. Um, I think, you know, more than anything, in order for us to win, we, we're going to have to run the ball. And I think Pittsburgh will give us that opportunity to run the ball. And it's going to be on him. And he has ability. Uh, he was a third-round pick, though he was in street clothes when we signed him. And then that same week, he was starting running back. But I think as well, he's very, very talented. Reminds you of a probably a 20% Derrick Henry, and that's a lot. That's pretty pretty good, okay? So he wears number seven for those that don't know. Defensively, Jock, we got to go with that boy of the trenches, man, a.k.a. Fulton County Jail. That's Christian Fulton. Uh, I bet a lot of folks don't know who he is. Uh, he wears 26, second-round pick from last year out of LSU. Uh, Christian Fulton is is getting close to being a shutdown corner out there. Uh, you know, I know you guys know about Kevin Byer. Uh, Mark Sumter even said he's the number one safety in PFF rating. So, yes. So, hey, defensive player of the month two months ago as well. So that's another argument. But I'm going to say Christian Fulton. Throw it on his side if you want. You might get one completion and you think you're good. Ask Trevor Lawrence that, right? Even the announcers, Jacques, you brought that up about the announcer saying, yeah, throw it on Christian Fulton. I said, mm -hmm. does he know what he's talking about? Nope. So, in Roethlisberger, be careful. Yep. Be careful. Yep. 26 on the field. Yep. So, so, Jacques, you agree with Fulton on that one? Uh, so I got a different one. So if we go, I was going strictly defense. I know Calk gave you two, so I can give you two. I can give you one. It don't it. matter. Okay. So yeah. on offense for me is Nick Akina Westbrook. Okay. And a lot of people don't know. Matter of fact, 
Nobody really knows who Nick Aquino Westbrook is. Nobody. Okay, number 15. He's a receiver out of Indiana. Okay. I think he was undrafted as well. Nick Aquino Westbrook was he, he makes sneaky plays at sneaky times. It's almost like you're like, okay, you need a third and 15. Boom, he converts it. You need touchdown. I think he leads. I mean, I think he's either second on the team, or well, second probably leads the receiver rooms with touchdowns. I think he's at like three or four. He's just one of those receivers that if you don't know about him, watch out for him because he can just be sitting in the flat, boom, catch, right, on his own, boom. So watch out for Nick Aquino Westbrook. He's not a, a big play receiver, but he's one of those receivers that if you don't get a hold to him early and you catch him in the red zone, he's going to get you something. On defense, Naquan Jones, okay? Naquan Jones out of Michigan. Michigan State, excuse me. Nobody knows who Naquan Jones is. He was undrafted, okay, number 90. We had a Daquan Jones, <laughs> And well, we got a Naquan Jones. He's taking the uh, the place of Tierra Tart, who I would have said Tierra Tart. We call him Pop Tart, who is on that defensive line right next to Big Jeff. But since Tierra Tart has been down, Naquan Jones has recorded two sacks, and I think in the last uh, two games, this kid is is almost what? Correct me if I'm wrong. He's like six three, three oh five, three oh six. He's a, he's wide. Okay, he's a good run stopper, and he occasionally gets you a sack. So plug him in that middle. Watch out for number 90, Naquan Jones. He's right next to Jeffrey Simmons. So you have him, Jeffrey Simmons, you have uh, and Danico Autry, and they rotate a lot, but Naquan Jones, number 90. Watch out for him. He's undrafted, too. So, yep. Uh, we do have another super chat here. I'm going to throw up really quick uh, from What the Had as Soul. Puts $5 in the tip jar. Good deal. Good job. Good, 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 deal. good deal. They say they think Ben Roethlisberger is going to get murdered in this game. I don't think historically the Steelers have done well versus the Titans in a down year. Now, yeah, no, that's uh, – I wouldn't be surprised if Ben took some hits. Uh, I do believe he's like the all-time leader in uh, in sacks now. Um, yeah, that Vikings game was rough. Uh, the Steelers' offensive line definitely has to get things figured out. But um, continuing with underrated players, Jeffrey, I, I'm going to throw a name out at you because it's someone that uh, has kind of a, taken a, a bit of a step forward in the offense. Ray Ray McLeod has taken a bigger role in the Steelers offense. In recent weeks, he's getting a ton of targets. Do you expect that to continue with Ray Ray? And do you think he's going to be more of a consistent kind of uh, player in the Steelers offense moving forward? Yeah, he has been a real surprise. Like he's just been really reliable um when they when they go three four wide receivers he's kind of been the slot guy and i'm gonna compare him a little bit to eli rogers when eli rogers used to be here on the steelers this is a guy that's kind of came out of nowhere and had a good season uh for the steelers back several years ago and uh i think ray ray's kind of kind of pulling that role right now from the slot since juju went down and and he's gonna he's gonna keep getting targets ben is using him ben is showing that he trusts him and ray ray Seems to have developed some some chemistry with Ben Roethlisberger, and they are they're connecting. So I, I think Ray Ray is going to stick around. He's going to be a, a decent contributor to this offense the rest of the way. Hey, and I would not be surprised in the slightest that continues. Now we are starting to approach the end of our show here tonight uh, with the guys from Tennessee Titans Weekly, uh, as we do with the at the end of every show. We uh, do a, a little prediction for a final score. Now going to completely put everyone on the spot here. Hawk, uh, I've started with you for every question, so let's uh, let's keep that train rolling. What do you think the final score of this game is going to be, and what is it going to look like on the field? Jacques and I are laughing at each other, man, because we hate doing predictions. We hate, scores, predictions. We hate it. We hate it because we suck at it, man. You know what I mean? Yep. We, like, yeah. we might pick the right winner, but the score, we'd be like, ooh, we way off. But 
I do think this will be this will not be a, a, a big scoring game for either team. Um, I think, you know, offensively for us, in order for us to win, we're going to have to play ball control. We got to keep, you know, Pittsburgh's offense off the field from getting hot. Pittsburgh seems to kind of start late, right? So we want to keep them off the field as much as possible. Can it happen? Yes, it can happen. We can do that. So I don't anticipate a big scoring game. Uh, I'd say, I'm going to say Tennessee 20, the Pittsburgh Steelers 17. I'm going to say 2017 because of the fact of play calling that we'll have as far as keeping our team on the field as much as we can. Not to say we're going to score a lot of points, but just trying to stay on offense, you know, run the clock as much, run the ball, you know, keep it in our hands and don't turn the ball over. I think that's really the biggest, the biggest key. So 2017 Tennessee. Jacques, who do you got? So like Hawk said, we hate predictions. Like I shiver when I get (laughs) predictions, but um, I mean, looking at this game, if, if, if TJ plays, it's going to be a good defensive battle, right? This is going to be a, and I feel like this is this is how it was last year when we played you guys, and and it came down to ultimately a field goal that won the game, and you guys ultimately won the game. But I feel like defensively, the way the Titans have been playing of late, it is just they have too much on defense, and I feel like the the way the offense has struggled with the Steelers, which I'm shocked, but they start late, and them starting late, like you said, keep them off the field. And the way the Titans play, they like to play the possession game. They love the time of possession game. If you if they can win the time of possession in the first 10 minutes of the game, they got you. So for me, I feel like this is going to be a low-scoring game. I feel like it's going to be a nice little defensive battle. I'm going Titans 20, Steelers 13. Say, keeping a, a trend here with the, the 20 points uh, for the Titans. But, uh, Jeffrey, uh, give us your thoughts. Who's winning this game and uh, what are we going to see on the field? Well, once again – we're looking at a Steelers team that really, when you look at the film, when you look at the numbers, when you look at the way they've been playing, is there anyone outside of maybe the Jaguars that should, like the Steelers should beat at this point? And the answer is probably no. But I don't care about that. Um, I, think, I think the Steelers are going to come back. We're going to see TJ Watt play. Uh, we're going to see this game kind of get into a bit of a fiery matchup. We're going to see some, some, some attitude. We're going to see some tempers. I think we see a defensive touchdown for the Steelers, and I think we see the Steelers win this game. To to stretch our current win streak is three games over the Tennessee Titans. We've lost in the last three. Mike Vrabel has yet to beat the Steelers. He doesn't beat the Steelers this time. It's we go to four straight wins against the Titans. I'm gonna go 24. I'm gonna go 24 to 10. Wow. Wow. A, a big score. Wow. wow. Now for me, if the Steelers lose this game, I'm not picking them to win another game the rest of the year. There is one reason why I am still going to go the black and gold's way. And really, it comes down to the Pittsburgh Steelers under Mike Tomlin and Ben Roethlisberger. Even when they miss the playoffs, it comes down to the wire. They've never been eliminated with like multiple weeks in, in, my, in my recent memory. Uh, I can't think of one time they haven't been eliminated uh, – without it coming down to like the last two or final week of the season. Heck, I'm pretty sure most of those eight and eight years uh, down the stretch came down to the final game of the year. This team doesn't fold early. So for whatever reason, I have a feeling they win this game like a gutty game, kind of like how they beat Baltimore. Uh, just because it's at home, that really helps. And it's a game they absolutely need to win. If if they don't win this game, I'm, I'm definitely going to start writing this team off. But I got the Pittsburgh Steelers 
winning this game barely. And I'm going to keep the trend of the Titans getting 20 points. The Steelers are going to win 21-20. Nail-biter. Your heart's going to be pounding from wire to wire. Hey, that would be a good football game regardless. But uh, we are at the hour mark. I know Hawk is uh, uh, kind of the the champion of uh, doing uh, breaking down uh, all the stuff that we need to follow for uh, Tennessee Titans Weekly. So, Hawk, can you can you wrap up all the all the socials and all the great stuff you guys got going on? Yes, sir. Absolutely. Once again, Mike and Jeff, thank you for bringing us onto the show. We man, this is fun for us. We enjoy this. Uh, thank you for all those in the comment section as well. You all are very knowledgeable upon the Steelers, the Titans, and things. Man, we appreciate that as well too. Thank you for your time and, and joining the show. So, for us on Instagram, check us out at Tennessee Titans Weekly. We are also on Twitter at Titans Weekly 24-7. We are also on Apple and Spotify. You check us out, Tennessee Titans Weekly. We have a show on there as well. Uh, if you want to email us, we are at TennesseeTitansWeekly at gmail.com. And we sell merchandise on Teespring, T-E-E Spring. Jock has on one of our shirts as well. That's what we do, man. Absolutely. Great stuff. Now, uh, Jeffrey, I know you also, uh, you, you always have great stuff coming out. Uh, do, do we have a Vertex in our future? Or did one uh, come out today? I think it came out today or yesterday it was on uh akella witherspoon and and what he brings if you want to see how how our coverage system was working uh in that minnesota game that i like what i talked about with the crossers that's in there uh but tomorrow morning 10 a.m i got an article dropping it is a film room on devin bush uh go check that out and uh i've been called a devin bush apologist a number of times uh and i'm not breaking that trend uh, this is Devin Bush just played his best game of the season. Yeah, uh, that's that's a true statement right there, <laughs> as, bad, as bad as that sounds. Uh, but yeah, go check it out. See what see what's going on with him. Uh, he is he is slowly building his way back. Uh, defensive line in front of him isn't doing any favors, but but he's he's starting to come back. And there is some hope. There is some hope in in my heart for this defense. Hopefully they can they can pull it off. Oh, we will have to wait and see. But uh, with all that being said, uh, first and foremost, make sure to click over to BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. Once again, should be your first, your one-stop shop for all things Pittsburgh Steelers. From Jeffrey's Film Rooms, those Vertex articles, uh, commentary, breaking news, injury breakdowns, they're all there at BTSC. And uh, finally, make sure you're listening to the entire family of BTSC podcast. If you're just watching on YouTube or Facebook, you're only getting about a third of the story. 25 original podcasts coming out to you each and every week from BTSC. So make sure you're following uh, wherever you get your podcast from. If it's Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Pandora, you name it. Uh, search behind the steel curtain or heck to search Steelers. Uh, usually one, uh, one of the top podcasts that pops up. So uh, make sure uh, five stars, liking, subscribing, whatever you have to do to uh, continue to support this channel. And we can get you more great content for our special guests from Tennessee Titans weekly and Jeffrey Benedict. My name is Michael Beck. You've been listening to know your enemy and we'll catch you guys next week. Oh, how it rips me, but love makes me live for tomorrow.